Welcome everyone to Red Lipstick Chronicles, tips from the lips of successful entrepreneurs. This is your host, Shanice M. Wise, and I am a business expansion coach and strategist. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. Thank you for consistently joining me every week as I bring you a new episode from business owners who are expanding and transforming their personal lives and their businesses in order to shift and go to the next level. The definition of expansion is the action of becoming larger or more extensive. And I teach my clients how to expand as business owners, expanding and growing spiritually, expanding their visibility, their team, their employees, their brand, speaking platforms, revenue, profits, and cash flows. So ask yourself the question, are you okay with where you are or are you ready to expand as well? As a business expansion coach, I truly believe when you transform your life and you share your gifts with others, invest in your business development at all costs, guess what? That is truly when your transformation takes place. Expand you and expand your business. It is not always easy when it comes to expanding, nor is it comfortable, but it's worth it when it means taking you to your new level. So continue to listen as I bring you another episode of Red Lipstick Chronicle Podcast, Tips from the Lips of Successful Entrepreneurs. And remember to subscribe, share this with someone else, and don't forget to leave a comment because we wanna hear from you. Red Lipstick Chronicles, our new episode is up next. Well, welcome to our guest, to our Red Lipstick Chronicle guest, Ms. Taryn Kennebrew. Hey, Taryn. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? How are you? I am doing well, trying to stay warm in these frigid temperatures that we just got back in Cincinnati. Girl, listen, Columbus, Ohio <laughs> is cold. And I know we're just yes. like an hour away. But goodness gracious, I am tired of the cold. I'm tired of coats and I'm tired of the snow. How about you? Amen. Oh. I'm ready for some sandals and some sun. Girl, ready for them toes to be out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, again, welcome to Red Lipstick Chronicles, tips from the lips of successful entrepreneurs. And to all of our listeners, oh my goodness, I'm excited to share our guest with you. I'm excited to share her expertise and for you to just kind of find out what Taryn has been doing over the past couple of years, growing and building her business and uh, doing her thing. So Taryn, if you could share with everyone just a little bit about who you be, who are you? Well, of course, my name is, again, Taryn Kennebrew, and I have a business called Sweet Petite Desserts, and we're located here in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, in a district called Over the Rhine. It is a district that has been, that is in the process of still being um, re remodeled, if you will. 
Um, so there are a lot of individual businesses in this part of our downtown area. And I decided to take the leap of faith um, ten, almost 10 years ago to, I left a corporate career in programming and decided to turn my heart over to the thing that I am most passionate about, which is baking, uh, specifically in the dessert area. And what I focus on are bite-sized desserts. So I tell people that uh, we have many desserts that you can enjoy with real ingredients that have no calories. And I wish I could really sell that. But um, the truth of the matter is that our desserts are small enough that the calories in our desserts are at least 150 calories or less per bite. So, you know, I am obviously a dessert lover and want people to still be able to eat dessert, but learn how to appreciate and eat it on a very small scale. So that is who I am on a day-to-day -day as far as career-wise. Um, the flip side of that, who Taryn is, is I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and I am an author who decided to write about how I have been able to push past fear and do this, this business and still be in existence, continue to grow and inspire other women entrepreneurs um, as well as children. So that is who I am. I love it. I love it. I love it. So what, where did you start? What, what made you start um, Sweet Petite Desserts? Like what, what caused you to say, I want to, I want a brick and mortar business. I want to bake some desserts and I want to sell them. Like, where did it come from? Yeah. So I am a third generation baker. So my grandmother is responsible for uh, I guess, implanting or imparting this gift um, into my life. We, I've been baking at a, since a, at a very young age. And so for me, I come from a family of cooks. And so, you know, that, that part of what I do was just second nature to me. It was something that I've always done. I've never had to think about how to do it. But I never thought about sharing it with the world. And so what caused me to um, change careers, if you will, I ended up getting laid off from a corporate job with IBM when I was newly, kind of still a newlywed. Um, I was seven months pregnant and obviously could not go out and look for employment because of being, you know, seven months along in my pregnancy. And so what I decided to do, I took off my career hat and stayed home for two years. I did go back to corporate, tried my hand at sales. And what I discovered was um, that was probably the job that I felt I could not do. I was very terrified and fearful of selling anything. But I, what I learned about myself was I was very good at it but it wasn't fulfilling. And so when I started searching for what is my purpose in life? What am I supposed to be doing with all of the skill sets um, that I know how to do well, but what is the one thing that I could wake up doing 
Um, and even if I couldn't make money doing it, what is that thing that would fulfill me and that I could share with the world? And so I landed on baking. And it basically came out of a conversation with a young woman um, over, we were having dinner and she simply said to me, Karen, you really should sell your desserts. And at the time when she said it to me, I thought it was the most craziest thing that anybody has ever said to me only because for one, outside of my family, a lot of people didn't even know that I baked. And then secondly, uh, coming from corporate, you know, I was very focused on programming. So I'm a numbers person. I thought that is just too extreme of a switch, right? But what ended up happening was when she said that to me, it was like the voice of God in a sense, because it, I literally wrestled with that idea for about 30 days. And in that time frame, God showed me the plan, the vision. He gave me the name of the vision of the business. He allowed me to see how all of the career choices that I had made, all of the life experiences that were impactful in my life, how I was able to use all of that to build this business. And ever since August of 20, let's see, I've been doing this almost 10 years. So 2009, I have not looked back. And so I am so in awe of myself, one, that I have actually, uh, that I'm still doing this, that I'm still relevant, and that I am still growing. Because as an entrepreneur, what I have learned is that I'm always having to uh, think about what is the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so it definitely makes me keep things fresh, if you will. So that's really how Sweet Petite Desserts came into existence. I love it. I love it. You know, I uh, not too long ago, uh, earlier today, I did a Monday motivational message. I normally do them. And I talked about um, stepping out in, on faith, you know. And yeah. a lot of times, so I look at it, God gives us all unique gifts. Okay, mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. of times because of how we're raised and our thought process, we don't walk in our gifts and we ignore. And I love what you said. You, it, the young lady who said that to you was like the voice of God. So God used her to speak into your life. But many, many times we ignore the voice of God. And then we absolutely our life year after year stays the same. So when, mm -hmm. you, when you heard the voice of the Lord, you got your business up and running, you stated that you were a mom, you're a wife. How did your family feel? And how did they support you? Because a lot of business owners, especially new business owners, look for the support of their family. But then when they don't get that support, it's like, oh, woe is me. And I try to right. clients like your family is not your ideal client. So quit putting the pressure on yourself and your family to support you when they're not your ideal client. Be okay with that and go after, be a magnet to who 
to who are, you know, to the people who are your ideal clients. So how did your family feel? So, yeah, when I um, came up with this, uh, well, not when I came up with it, but when this was given to me, I had uh, spoken to my husband and the, the one thing that I will say about my husband and his name is Aaron. The one thing that I will say about Aaron is that, um, God knows, like, he is the man that I should be married to. Mm-hmm. And I say that because he truly allows me to be who I am. Um, and we have a great relationship in in that regard, in that he can be who he is. And I'm not trying to change him, right? I'm I'm here to add to him. And I would say the same for him. But he is my biggest supporter. and so. Of course, he eats my food, right? He, um, <laughs> I, I baked enough for us when I was pregnant with our child. So um, as I was gaining weight, he did the same thing, right? So, <laughs> so I mean, it wasn't far-fetched, you know, when I kind of said it to him. But, you know, he was, you know, obviously he was like, well, what is your plan? And so when I presented to him, one, this was, you know, this was divinely given to me. And then two, he knew and recognized that what I had put together was like literally legit. Like for uh, for someone to start a business and have the level of experience that I had um, to put this together was just mind blowing. And so what we ended up doing was he was just like my advocate. He got out there, you know, I did like some tastings um, because I hadn't quite developed my menu yet. And so I came, you know, kind of came up with this menu and uh, the concept, at least in the Cincinnati market was not here. We didn't even have the concept of uh, many desserts. This concept was in major cities. And so, so when I say major cities like LA, New York City, Chicago, um, it was nowhere near here. And I knew that what I saw trending was the fact that people were becoming more health conscious. We started to see a lot of things with, um, you know, people wanting dessert that having gluten-free options and, you know, things of that nature. And so I really did my research to figure out, okay, if I'm going to do this, I cannot look like you know, the popular bakeries that are in the city. People will go to those bakeries because we go to what we know. And so he was behind me 100%. You know, the events that I was able to do at the time, the connections that I was able to make, it was just really at that time when I started the business, it was, uh, uh, you know, I really was in a a niche market. You know, there really wasn't anyone else doing this. And because of who I was, And I mean, I say that from an integrity standpoint, from how I position myself, um, the the level of professionalism, all of those things helped me. You know, they were to my advantage. And then as far as my daughter is concerned, you know, obviously uh, she, you know, was clinging to mom. And so she's a creative in her own right. So when I would have to do like these displays and things like that, she was extremely helpful and she understood my work ethic. And so I was able to create in her at a very young age, 
a work ethic and she actually earned money doing it. You know, I paid her for her time. I appreciate it and valued what she brought as an added benefit to, you know, I looked at the business as, I look at the business as a family business, although I'm a sole proprietor. So, you know, I definitely had the support. I had the, I have the support still of them and um, of my mom. You know, my mom works with me. Uh, my mom does in fact bake. Um, so she even helps me now. So, you know, I know that I'm very blessed. I'm very fortunate to have the support of my family. My husband understands um, that I am the CEO of this business. But, you know, when decisions need to be made and if he sees something, look, you know, that may look kind of off, you know, he knows how to talk to me about it. And we have a good relationship in that regard. But he does allow me to be the boss of my business. But then I'm also smart enough to know that I've been able to gain mentors who are smarter than me, mm. right? Because I need people who can take me higher. And so I'm always looking for that because as a business owner, you, I would like to believe that most of us want to continue to grow. And in order to do that, you can't be the smartest person, person in your circle. You have to reach for something higher um, than you to help you build that team and help you to level up as you are, you know, the longer you're in business, this thing should be growing with, you know, growing beyond just you. So it's been, it's been really good. And I, and I know, like I said, I am very, very fortunate that I have the support of my family because I do see it a lot of times where the family isn't supportive and I don't rely on my family to, you know, every time, there's something going on. They don't always buy from me and I don't expect that of them, mm -hmm. um, you know, but they do patronize and they do call on me, but at the same time, they don't take advantage of me being a business owner. Um, so they don't ask me for the hookups and, you know, all of that stuff that sometimes we, that, you know, we can get caught up in, you know, they treat me like they would treat any other business that they were patronizing and that they were spending their, mon their money with. Well, you know, what's so awesome in that you don't expect them to. They just, they do right. it for you, but the expectation is not there. And I, and, and right. I, I believe that we have to quit putting expectations on our families. You know, we, we just have to quit doing that. If, they, if they're going to support it, then amen. But if not, right. it's still okay. Can you share with us, the, share with the audience, Taryn, a time when um, you almost maybe hit rock bottom, where you were trying to figure out if you were going to keep your business, if bills were going to continue to be paid. Share with us a time, and then what happened? What did you do to press through? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So when I first opened Sweet Petite Desserts, our actual brick and mortar. So we've had our brick and mortar for, we just hit our five-year mark in December. So for about the first year and a half, um, and I mentioned earlier on uh, what, where I opened my business, it's in a neighborhood that's being revitalized. So what I didn't know, because we don't know everything, right? Um, what I didn't know was that I am considered 
more of a destination spot. So I didn't really realize it at the time. And at the time, my mentor, one of my mentors who was working very closely with me, he himself, um, who ran a corporation, didn't really think through that part of it either. So the reason why I'm saying that is because in this, the street that I'm located on, even a half a block from where my store actually sits, there's two restaurants that are on the corner. What we noticed kind of right off, especially that first year, year and a half, if you were not coming to Sweet Petite Desserts to get dessert, because one, I didn't come from, you know, I'm not this acclaimed pastry chef who came from a well-known restaurant. And so people didn't know who I was outside of the people that knew who I was, right? So if once you left that restaurant, if you didn't feel like dessert or if you didn't know who I was, and if it was raining or snowing or whatever, if the weather just wasn't cooperative, people wouldn't walk a half a block just to come and see who I was. Mm. And there were days when we had no customers show up. I mean, days, weeks. Mm. And so I'm thinking, what in the world have I gotten myself into? Um, And so I had a conversation with my um, landlord. And so the landlord that I have, they are one of the major um, backers of a lot of the renovations and the uh, revitalization that's happening in that part of town where 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 I'm located. And so they understood the struggle that I was faced with. And so we were able to work out a deal where they really helped me from a marketing standpoint to get my name out there more, to have me be a part of some things to help drive um, people to my shop. And so they were an intricate part of my, you know, of my survival, of sustaining me there um, to the point so that they actually allowed me to go rent free mm. for my first for my first year. They 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 took care of my rent. They took care of my gas and electric. Wow. For about for a whole entire year because they understood and they believed in me. They believed in my concept. They believed in what I was doing. And when I have to tell you that literally Mm. Like, I mean, as you can imagine, it brought me to tears mm. that they, that, that God would speak and put that on their heart for them to do this for me. And so, I mean, that I just makes me tear right, right now. Right. I just have, I have to stop you right there. So hold your thought. Please don't, please don't mm. lose your thought. But to, to have someone believe in you the way that they believed in you to go a year without paying Mm. rent. Mm, mm, mm. Now that right there is a true blessing. Truly. You're you're talking about thousands of dollars. Lord. They, you know, I don't know how they wrote that off. I don't, because I don't know how that works. Thousands of dollars. And when I tell you, mm. I, I mean, when they told me that I was like, oh my God, like, 
that for me was my defining moment to know that God, I know that this is that for, if I didn't, if I thought that he was, you know, if I was on the fence about God, is this you or God, is this not you? That let me know in that moment that I'm supposed to be here. This is what I am supposed to be doing for this community. Um, this is more, this is just a door. This is just mm. one path for many doors to be open for you. And so, you know what? I have to say this as I'm uh, listening to you, what I, you know, God takes care of the details. He, he takes, so you yes, he does. need to know what they were doing. He took care mm -hmm. of all that. And just yes, he did. have somebody who believes in you to the point where they believed in you, that is priceless. And that's why it's Absolutely. For, for you now to show the same to someone else. You know what I mean? Like as business, yes. as we grow and as we develop and do the things that we're doing on the level that we're at, we have to make sure that we do the same thing for up and coming business owners. That, that's Absolutely. Awesome. That is awesome, girl. That's it was to run around the room, shout about, <laughs> roll, all of that. That's awesome. Girl, when I say yes, all of that, I did all of that. And I'm and I'm telling you, it it has truly been a blessing because during this whole process, especially these last five years, uh, right before this call, I was talking to my pastor. Mm. And who is also my brother. And when I tell you, he has spoken mm. so much into my life and to have him um, to just confirm and mm. re, you know, reconfirm all of these things that have been happening to me over these years has been such a blessing. And I, you know, and like you said, it's in the details. God, you know, it's like being obedient to the instruction that he has put before you. Do not be focused on other people because and somebody could have easily gave me $10,000, right? Somebody, mm -hmm. he could have done it that way, but he didn't do it that way. Nope. He did it this way because this is what God does. He shows up in a way that we never even expect yep. him to show up. And so now how I look at it as I continue this journey is, God, I expect you to do it because Come on. you promised you promised this to me. And so whatever I need, I know that I will ask you. I can ask you. I can come boldly to the throne. Mm -hmm. And you are going to come through. I expect you to because you have I, done it from day one. That's yeah. what my faith is. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm like, I don't have time to be focused on other people. I'm going to celebrate you, but I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to stay focused on my journey and what God has put before me and what he is showing me and where he's taking me because there's an audience that he has designed for me. And when we can start to think in that way and trust God and celebrate each other, you're going to be blessed all the way around. Hmm. You know, it's enough for all of us. It's enough. it's enough for all of us. We do not have to covet someone else is dream or try to take away from them or to tear them down. You don't have to do that. And it's so unnecessary. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, so as you can see, back to your question, <laughs> I have just stayed on the course. I have stayed on the course and obviously there have been many other challenges, but baby, that one thing, <laughs> when I'm feeling like, okay, God, he will send a reminder. Taryn, what have I done for you? What have and I I'm done? Like, what have I done for you? And I'm like, yes, sir. You, thank you. Yeah, yeah, put me, get me back in check. Get me back on my path so that I can keep moving ahead. I love um, it. That, yeah. That has yeah. just truly blessed yeah. me. So Taryn, okay, so the topic, the, the title that I gave you was just so on point. God is just so good. He just uniquely does everything well. What it takes to push past the fear. So mm -hmm. in everything mm -hmm. that you've done, I've heard it. You know, when you when you got laid off, you stayed home for two years, went back figured out it just wasn't for you. You pushed back past the fear in order to just really figure out what it is that you needed to do. Then when she spoke mm -hmm. into your life, you pushed past the fear. Set up. And then, you know, your defining moment when they allowed you to go rent free, you pushed past the fear. So as our mm -hmm. audience is listening, what steps would you give them to push past their own fears? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the first things I would say is, first of all, define what fear is um, to yourself. So this is how I define fear. I define fear for myself as, number one, it's not failure, because I think a lot of times the misconception, and I think it's a misconception, is that when people think of fear, they think of uh, something being scary um, or you're going to fail in some way. They think of it in a negative way. How I look at fear is this, because we all can think of a time when we've been fearful of something and it's not so much that it's a bad thing, but it's, it's a, it's, it could be a warning, like don't go left, you need to go right. You know what I'm saying? It's to protect you. Or it can be just a thing of excitement, like, oh my gosh, you know, my heart's beating. Oh my God, this is about to happen. And you feel afraid, but you know that on the other side of that, there is something good that is going to happen or reveal itself. And so how I channel fear is a lot of times it's from a curiosity standpoint. I have to know what's on the other side. Like, I got to see what's on the other side, because if I don't at least take the opportunity, take the chance to see what's on the other side, then I'm going to live in regret. So recognize what is that, what is fear saying to you in that moment? Is it, is it um, saying stop or is it basically saying go, but you're just afraid to go because, uh, because you have a fear that you're going to fail? There are so many things that we have to learn through failure, which is People have a fear of process. Everybody have, has to have a process. You have to go through something to get to where you're going. And you can't skip that. You can't avoid not going through some type of process. And so what I've learned in that is that I embrace the process. As painful as it can be, um, 
as hard as it can be, you still need, you know, I'm always asking the question, okay, God, I'm afraid to see what's going to happen, but I know that there's something I need to learn through this. So I push past that. And then what I would say is, um, you know, you have to know who you are when you, when you are getting ready to birth something, right? Like understand what is that, you know, for us that have had children and actually physically given birth, I think every woman that I know who has given birth, especially the first time, you were scared to death Girl. to birth that thing. You like, Girl. Lord, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> you know, it's gonna hurt. It's gotta come through the uh, vaginal canal. Lord, have mercy. You know, uh, my body has to heal. Like all of this stuff, right? But you know the beauty that's gonna be in that ooh, thing once ooh. you birth it. Right, you created it. You and and that your spouse or however you conceive to to carry this baby to term, you know that it's going to be a be you know it's going to be a beautiful thing when it's birthed, and so you know understanding that and learning and taking the time to not be afraid to do the work because you need to do the work. I mean, we prepared when we were going through our nine months. You know, we got the baby room ready, we read books, we took Lamaz classes, you know, all these things we did to prepare. You have to do that when you're getting ready to birth your dream, your vision. And then just being sure about what it is that you're, you know, what it is that you're about to birth. Is this something, is this a get rich scheme? Is this a hobby? You know, why are you doing this? So you need to take yourself do all of those steps so that when you birth this thing, you do it at to the best of your ability and then allow God to do the rest because you have to do something. You know, he's not going to just show up and you haven't done anything. You know, you have to do your part too. So, you know, I think for the most part, when I look at fear, I look at it as fuel and not as something to stop me. I look at it as fuel, like there's something on the other side that I need to know. And I'm gonna find out what that answer is. And so I just take it and I embrace it and I do the work and I figure it out. And then again, I make the decision, yes, do it or no, don't do it. But then once I make that decision, I live with it. I don't carry it with me because we have to learn how to let things go too. Sometimes as entrepreneurs, we don't know how to lay things down. You know, we still are carrying what we didn't do from a year ago, two years, three years ago. And why are you doing it? Because you can't go back and change it. That is dead weight. So you have to push past even that and just let it go and learn the lesson that you need to learn from that and just keep going. I think at the end of the day, as entrepreneurs, and especially in my line of work, you know, are we gonna miss some things? Absolutely, we can't see everything, but if you stay true and focused to your path, you won't miss much Mm. because you are so focused and so driven 
that even when fear shows up, you're like, oh, I know who I know who you are. All right, why you why are you here? Why are you here? Why, why are you here? And you you deal with it, and you keep it moving. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, these these are great. These are great. These are great. And girl, these yes, this is amazing. And and this is this is why I do Red Lipstick Chronicles because people need to know your name. They need to know what you're doing. They need to know that you have pushed past your fear. And you look at all the amazing things that God has blessed you with, Karen, and look at where he's taking you. So that's why I love Red Lipstick Chronicles. And, you know, my prayer is for it to be all over the nation. Because people... And it will be. It, oh, yes. 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 It yes. will be. We claiming that right now. It will be. In Jesus' name. So let's In talk Jesus about... Name fun stuff. What does Taryn like to do for fun? What is your favorite hobby? Is there, oh, and I want you to talk about your books as well. So first, tell yeah. us your favorite hobby. So probably my favorite thing to do, I think because I just, I work enough. This, my favorite thing to do now that our, my husband and our daughter is, oh, she has her own car. She can do her own thing. Girl, we'd be taking advantage of all the date nights. Did you hear me? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like we're, I almost feel like we're like newlyweds again. Um, so, you know, really just spending time with him, spending time with um, other couples, connecting with people. Uh, we're very relationship driven. Mm -hmm. And so, it you know, I really value my time a lot more. Um, than I did probably before we had our daughter. So now we just spend a lot of time doing fun things, you know, dinner, because I love food. So we, um, anything we do, it pretty much has to involve food. Uh, and then just spending time with our friends and our family and, and just catching up. And um, that's pretty much what we do. We just spend time with each other and with other people, good conversation, great food, just connecting. And you know, with that's other that's great, great people. It's nothing yeah, it like is. being in love with your spouse. It's nothing like yes. to that flame. I get it. I get it. Yes. Date night. I tell my clients, y'all better put date night on your schedule. You have to be on yes. with it. You have to be, it you needs do. to be added, time management, it needs to be added to your schedule, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Sure. And then you, I definitely, you know, I'm definitely all about self-care. Mm -hmm. And I kind of jumped on that for sure. Like last year, I really started taking time, like going to get facials and massages and um, just having, spending time with my girlfriends because you still need your girl, you know, you still need your girls. Yeah, having that girl talk, and um, so I still, you know, obviously I still do those things, and I do. I make time for me because you know what? What's the saying? If Mama's not happy, ain't nobody happy. Ain't nobody happy. <laughs> ain't nobody. So they know when I'm depleted. Y'all on y'all own. Listen. So <laughs> like y'all on y'all own. So, but I mean. And I don't like to really be in that space because when you're in that space and you know, it's, it's a wrap. You're yeah. just like, okay, I have literally worked myself to death. So, you know, yeah. 
But that's what I like to do. Yeah, that's my what I do a lot in my spare time. I love it. I love it. So tell us about your books. So the book that I have out, um, it is an anthology with 17 other women. And the name of the book is called Dear Fear, Volume 2. And so what the book deals with is it's a variation of stories from my co-authors and how we've had to deal with fear. And when I tell you, it touches on pretty much every topic that you can possibly imagine from abuse, um, alcoholism, um, you know, just all of the things that you can think of that, well, I, I would say that we mostly see, you know, happen that you will see those topics in that book. How, what I did was my particular chapter is called, um, deals with purpose. Mm. So the topic of, is dear fear, you can't have my purpose. Mm. And so I really, I really get into people understanding, especially women. I'm such a advocate for women entrepreneurs and children that, you know, we are such nurturers, but at the end of the day, even as nurturers, we have to understand our position and most importantly, our purpose in life. So that we're not all over the place. We can't take care of everybody. Um, And most of the times we are the last to take care of, we're the last person to do something for ourselves. And so I kind of really get, you know, I really get into that and how I just have been able to lean into God and to understand what my purpose is for my life. And that, of course, has evolved as I've got, you know, as I've gotten older. So I feel like every decade I'm changing, you know, it's like, okay, it took me about 10 years to get it down. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, then I'm evolving um, as a woman. And so I really do get into that. I do talk about my family, um, how they played a role in my purpose. And so I'm all for people under, because I think Really, if we figure out what our purpose is, life would be a lot easier for an individual. You know, it's like, oh, I know why I'm here. So I need to, this is what I need to focus on. This is what God designed for me. I'm the only Taryn. I'm the only one that he created like this. God, tell me what my purpose is. Show me what that is and keep me accountable and true to what you designed me for. And he will do that. You know, we, what I've seen is that so many of us are trying to mirror other people or be like them. And it's like, you can't be like them. You learn from them, but you have to, you know, we have to love ourselves first. And when you, you can love yourself, you are. stay true to who you are. Yes. And figure out who are you? You mm-hmm. know, it's like, ask yourself the question, who am I? And write it down on paper. And see if it's somebody that you like, because you may not like who you are, then you need to make some adjustments. For sure. So, yeah, so that's, that's um, 
what my chapter deals with. It deals with purpose and and how to push past fear and be your true, authentic self. I love it. I love it. So share with everyone where they can find you. So what what is where can they find you? Share with everyone your email, um, website, all that good stuff. Yes. So my um, website is sweetpetitedesserts.com. And I do have a tab on my website that um, is dedicated to Karen Renee, which is where the book is, lands. So I have a landing page for that. So if anyone wants to purchase a book, they can purchase it there. And it actually comes directly from me and you get a signed copy. Um, all of my social media, for the most part, is Sweet Petite Dessert. So that's, you know, whether you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. So I'm on all of those social media platforms. And then my first and last name, Taryn Kennebrew, I do have a personal Facebook page. And I do have a Instagram page as well. And Twitter. So I kind of have mirrored my Taryn Kennebrew for me personally, and then my sweet petite for my business. So I'm on basically all social media platforms and then everything that concerns my business and me all land on sweetpetitedesserts.com. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then what is your, your special giveaway for today? So my special giveaway will be one signed copy of my book and I will personally send that out with um, a special note inside and yeah and I would love to connect with the person who actually receives it especially after they read my particular chapter we would you know we can certainly have a conversation about it and and if there's anything that I can help them to overcome or if they just need somebody to listen to them um, I'm here to listen without giving unwarranted advice um, but definitely to connect and hopefully it will you know make a great impression and help them to move past fear and whatever it is that they're dealing currently dealing with love it love it so do they need to email you how can they go into to, to, to the uh, yes okay yes so they can email me at taryn at sweetpetitedesserts.com Okay, good. So everybody heard that. So you can get in the drawing for uh, Taryn's book, Dear Fear, Volume 2. So make sure you do that so you can get the free copy. We all love free stuff. So Taryn, you, this has been amazing. I thank you for your time. I pray many, many, many blessings over you and your business. And I am excited to watch you soar. Because as I was listening to you, I'm like, oh, she got, there's some other things that are sitting inside of her that she need to walk into. Because, I mean, just, just with your teaching and your sharing, I can definitely see God developing more things inside of you. So thank you for joining and being a guest on Red Lipstick Chronicles. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I'm looking for you to go higher. And I will definitely be sharing this podcast as well as your just all your podcasts in general here in Cincinnati with my uh with my group and I can't wait to hear who the next
person will be, and I've got to finish listening to the other ones that are already there. Cause I do love, I just recently got into podcast last year and I am loving it. I can work and put my earbuds in. And when I tell you, I can just lock the world out and get some good stuff. And this is some good, this is some good stuff. And it is um, very fulfilling and it's good to hear other women tell their story and their journey because we all have a story to tell. And so I thank you for this platform. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see some, um, you know, hear more amazing women that, you know, that flow through, you know, through your business and, um, and hopefully we'll get an opportunity to actually meet in person. That would be, I guess, my next thing is to, um, to meet you, meet you in person. Yes, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. And, you know, thank you for everything. And to all of our listeners today, thank you for joining us. And always, as always, stay to the end um, because we have some more information to share with you. So make sure you stay to the end. So, Taryn, thank you so, so much. We appreciate you. That was another great episode of Red Lifted Chronicle Podcast. Now, if you're a business owner and you're listening and your question is, what's next? What do I implement next? What new strategy, system, or tactic do I need in order to generate more revenue? Or if you're asking yourself, does my business model really work? Is it really going to take me to the next level? Is it going to help me generate six to seven figures in profit? If that's the question you're asking yourself, I would love to help you get clear about it. So let's schedule a 15-minute chat by going to redlistedchroniclepodcast.com and click the button that says schedule today. Also on redlistedchroniclepodcast.com, you can review today's show notes and remember to subscribe and leave a comment. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Again, thank you for joining us here on Red Lifted Chronicles, Tips from the Lips of Successful Entrepreneurs. This is your host, Shanice M. Wise, your business expansion coach and strategy. Remember, expand you, expand your business, and expand your profits. Have an amazing day. Red Lipstick Chronicles. successful entrepreneurs.